Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Okay, ready? All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. It's uh, time for the podcaster patrons that you're not uh, just listening to. You're a part of it. Uh, Thank you so much. Ko is here listening to me record. She's snoring. And I hope you will be soon, too. Thanks, patrons. Hey, all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to try to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, uh, uh, physical sensations or emotions, uh, uh, you know, feelings, I guess, uh, you know, inside noises, outside noises, changes, whatever it is, I'd like to help. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. Uh, I'm going to use so many tangents, uh, like I, I've named multiple pets a tangent. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like... Uh, like, I'll even go on tangents to change pets' names. I'll be like, hey, you know what? Uh, like, anyway, sometimes my tangents don't even make any sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, but really what I'm here to do is to help you uh, because I've been there tossing and turning. Uh, Friggin', like, with the temperature changes and, the heat, you know, heat, they get the heat on. You got people in town. You got people out of town. You got, like, sweaters, uh, whatever it is. Uh, I know how it feels, and I really do believe you deserve a good night's sleep, a restful one where you could just uh, ease into it and, and and feel good. Now, the only way I know how to do that, this, this, is, the, this is why the podcast doesn't work for everybody, is to be welcoming, to try to create a safe, welcoming place. So I'm glad you're here, and I appreciate you trying this show, and I hope I can help you. And you're welcome. I'm, I'm, I mean, like, I mean, you're welcome in. Not like when your grandmother, you know, when your grandmother says that you're welcome, that means you didn't say thank you. No, no, this is like, uh, hey, come on in, buddy. You're welcome here. Uh, this is, you know, this is a treehouse uh, that's both intimate and has endless uh, space for everyone. So that's a point one. If you're new, structurally, what to expect, I will make you feel, this is my first attempt to make you feel comfortable, is... Uh, uh, structure a show. First, uh, four to six minutes are business. Uh, that's how we keep a, uh, a sleep podcast free with over 600 uh, archived episodes. If you're new, thanks for sticking through that. If you're a regular listener and you want to keep those archives, uh, support the show uh, through the sponsors of Patreon. Uh, but, but not super important if you're new. Then we have an intro. The intros are about 12 minutes of me rambling and attempting to explain the show. Or think about something related to sleep and then like to prove my, my like adeptness at being inept. I think I've said that before. I don't know if I have, but I am adept at being inept. Uh, every little step, I, with every step, uh, and with every step of the intro, I'll kind of prove that. But it'll be a friendly inept, inept, ineptness uh, because I'm not carrying anything breakable. Uh, like I'm trying to pillow you softly with my words as I like to joke about, uh, 
So that's the intro. Then tonight we'll have the conclusion of our uh, uh, melorama, like a holiday soap opera, uh, Sands of the Drama, uh, called uh, As the North Pole Turns. You can listen to them in any order, but this is the last one. You could listen to it last, but you might fall asleep. You could have listened to it last night. And, uh, you know, last Christmas you might have been saying, uh, you know, the very next day you could give it away because this podcast is free anyway. Uh, so we'll have about 45 minutes of story, bedtime story. Then we'll have some thank yous at the end. So the show's about an hour. Even though it's a podcast, you don't really got to listen to it. Even though I put a lot of work in the show, it's so you don't have to listen. Uh, you could just kick back, uh, barely pay attention, barely tune into it. Uh, kind of just like, uh, like you don't have to focus. And you also shouldn't feel any pressure to fall asleep. Now, I know there's like a lot of pressure to get good sleep internally and externally. And this is a loaded word, or I guess it's a set of words. But, you know, there's a lot of know-it-alls out there telling you how you should be sleeping and stuff like that. And that doesn't make it any easier. Uh, but, uh, like, uh, this show, you're under no pressure to fall asleep. It's an hour. I'll be here rambling, working my tail off, uh, <laughs> you know, work, working my adeptness and ineptness uh, the whole time to keep you company while you fall asleep at any time. And if you're one of those listeners uh, that, that either needs to listen to the day during the day to calm down or you're not going to fall asleep, I'll be here. I'm here to help you all the way to the end. I believe in this mission of being your companion in the deep, dark night. And I thank those of you that are either just trying this for the first time or those of you uh, supporting me and standing with me that believe in the mission, too, and, and actively uh, uh, help that. And those of you that actively need the show to help you. And I was thinking about courage the other day because so many listeners show me so many different kinds of courage. And there's so many inspiring people out there. And as I record this, I'm trying to find some courage because I got not not major courage. I mean, when I hear from listeners, they're telling me stories of major courage. And sometimes just getting through one of those deep, dark nights takes a lot of courage. And I'm going to this podcasting conference. By the time you hear this, it'll be over. And I'm feeling uh, not super nervous, which probably isn't a good sign because then usually when the anxiety hits me like uh, an hour before the conference starts, I'm feeling comfortable. And maybe a lot of you can relate to that. That makes me a little more less comfortable. But I know when I'm there, I'm going to need some courage. And I know that a lot of you have shown me the example of how to be courageous when your mind's like trying to discover stuff. When it's a positive situation, you're worried. But I was also thinking about who inspires me by their courage. And sometimes these simple acts of childlike courage, uh, like I just want to share something with you because it's kind of like a, uh, someone I admire for their courage uh, when I was little that I haven't talked about on the show, these stories, and they're short. Uh, but my, my my brother that's closest in age to me, two years younger than me, or a, a year and uh, 11 months is Carl is his name. And sometimes he listens to podcasts, and his wife Julie sometimes listens. So hello to both of them if they're listening. And Carl, like, since we were closest in age, we spent a lot of time together. We are friends. I don't know if I was always the best brother, but we had some good times. And he was always, like, a very courageous person. And I can think of two memories uh, of simple courage uh, 
and I never knew how he summoned it. I, I should probably call him and ask him. But there was one time my family went for the first time to a theme park, like a Six Flags uh, style theme park, uh, Darien Lake, for those of you in the uh, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse region. And they had one of these roller coasters. Uh, like at the time, it was in, like one of these new ones. Uh, and I won't say the name of it or anything, but it was like uh, I was old, I was tall enough to go on it, but I wasn't brave enough. And my dad and wanted to go on it, and I think only Carl and I were tall enough to go on it. We were still we were just barely tall enough. Uh, and I said I just can't do it. It's like I'm, and Carl's my dad said, well, like it's you know he tried to explain reasonably that it's a safe thing, but it's okay to be nervous. And Carl, like, at first was hesitant, uh, but then he found some courage. He said, I'll do it. Uh, and then by him doing it with my dad and showing me, even though he's my younger brother, uh, that it was fine and that it was achievable, like, it gave me the courage to do it the next time with them. And then something else happened, uh, like, around the same age, maybe we were even younger, where my dad was volunteering at, at a fundraiser. Uh, let's see how I explain this in a sleep podcast, uh, where, uh, like it's a performance thing, like a Halloween performance, uh, like an immersive Halloween performance room. And my dad was the volunteer and he was just selling tickets. Uh, and my brother and I were there and we got to meet all the performers, uh, you know, in the fully immersive, uh, uh, house of performance and cat like where Casper lives. And they were saying, hey, come on through and see our performance. And I was like, no way, like, no chance, uh, not going to happen. And at first, even Carl was like that. And then we kind of found, like, our, we, we like, were able to have cognitive dissonance and say, well, we're not going to do it together. But then he summoned some courage and he said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and see this performance. Uh, and I said, yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, you know, I'm still uh, where I am. And he went and did it, and uh, I don't know if I ever talked to him about this, how much I admire him for these two things. And then I was able to do it with him, and then we kept doing it over and over again, viewing these performances, uh, because our dad was selling tickets, and he had nothing to do anyway. And both turned out to be really fun, which I'm sure is what I'm going to find with PodCon. Really, like, uh, the tiny, tiny bit of me that's a little kid and is excited, uh, and I'm sure that's going to be like, it's going to be a wonderful experience. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, those tiny things where you just say, Hey, like, uh, and, and I know what it feels like not to have that, I guess is another point. Uh, it, it mostly felt good. I said, wow, my brother did that. I can try it now. You know, but there was that critical voice in me that said, well, you know, what, you know, what's up with that or whatever. But sometimes we need to celebrate uh, the ones that walk in front of us, I guess, uh, or did. Uh, in these small ways, because uh, maybe it could be just someone you see that's uh, just doing that act of kindness uh, that it feels a little bit like you're like, oh, well, I don't, I'm not ready to stretch that far. Uh, to, 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 but, but when you see someone do that, uh, even to celebrate it internally and say, wow, like uh, that meant something to me and that imprinted something on me. And uh, that was an example of uh, courage. And I guess one of the reasons I share that is because it takes great courage uh, to be a new listener to this show. And that might sound like a joke. It's not. Uh, why would you listen to some, like, dudes telling you bedtime stories, right? If you're skeptical, that makes sense. 
Now, I can tell you why, because I'm trying to hear, I'm trying to help you. But I can see why you'd be like, well, why would I do that? Why would I try that out? Uh, I'll tell you why. You have some courage uh, and you're in search of a solution and you're willing to try stuff. And you're just open-minded enough uh, to take that step. And for our long-term listeners, uh, or our you know people that have listened to the show, they're, they they take the courage to share with me, or to support the show so it can keep going, or to spread the word to people about about the podcast, uh, uh, or to purchase something uh, from a sponsor, or whatever. That's great, great courage. Uh, and I really appreciate it. I appreciate you if you're new, and I really appreciate all you that have been there, some of you since day one. And, uh, you know, some people even say stuff that, like, uh, maybe I'm not going to like. Uh, I mean, usually those are a lot of those with this podcast are, like, they're in and out. But, uh, you know, constructive stuff. Uh, and uh, that's been folded into the show, too. So thank you for your courage. Uh whether it's your first time listening, it does take a few tries to get used to the show because it's not exactly normal. And I think this is going to be the last show uh, uh, before for the holidays. And then uh, uh, after the new year, we'll get started back up. Maybe there'll be one episode out, out there. But, uh, yeah, I want to thank you for uh, your support this year, your kindness, uh, and your examples of courage. Uh, thanks so much. And I really hope I really work hard. Uh, and I hope I can help you fall asleep. But good, good night. All right. Welcome to the uh, final episode of our uh, ongoing holiday melorama. Soap opera it takes place in the North Pole as the North Pole turns. And if you haven't listened to any episodes, I'll catch you right up. You don't get, you don't really have to listen, uh, in any order, because I'm going to go through everything and get you right caught up. Uh, so, how, like, uh, what is it called? As the North Pole Turns, it's, uh, like, it takes place in the North Pole in the 1950s, uh, right at the height of, like, uh, when everything was going great, uh, you know. But then they said, well, should we shift uh, from, uh, you know, metal and wood-based toys to plastic toys? That's kind of the way the world's going down south of us. And just like any change, uh, there was uh, various uh, opinions about it. And it also triggered when, when you're faced with one kind of change, it, it, it kind of makes you like, this is what's great about it, not a melodrama, but a melorama. It kind of forces you to look inward. And, and we've been following the stories of some North Pole residents. And we've seen the reaction to this change and the other changes it's brought up. Uh, so we've been following uh, the the lead, uh, the elf in charge, the EIC of, uh, I guess, in everything. Uh, and her name is Ginny Jangle, Ginny Jingle Jangle, or Jangle Jingle. And she kind of uh, seems to run like the trade unions, like uh, for the elves uh, that are involved in toy production and delivery, I believe. And she is uh, has an estranged spouse uh, who's part of. Uh, we haven't met him yet, uh, but he's part of an underground. Uh, you know, I, I guess like a like a like a, a movement that says, "Well, geez, I don't know about this plastic. Maybe not. To, I don't. I don't actually know. I don't have their um, any of their leaflets or manifesto handy." But it seems like they're saying they're questioning the change and maybe more broader changes. Uh, but in our end, it's like, oh, that, like that creates a strain. Uh, like, uh, with, so that's what Jenny Jangle, that's Jenny Jangle.
then we have uh, Rolfine and Fiona. Uh, Fiona Fireside, she's a reporter for Elf One News. And her wife, uh, Rolfine, I believe is uh, part elf and part snow person. I don't know if that's the same as like uh, that dude that had to get his teeth fixed in that one Christmas movie. Uh, the snow snow person, I think it is. Uh, and she's the lead, lead, like a t- lead of the reindeer team, Rolfine. Uh, and you know they've kind of reflected, which is what does this all this change mean for our relationship? Uh, and then we're following Blitzen, uh, one of Santa's reindeer, who kind of seemed to have been going through uh, like a like a super in, in, insular reflective moment after I don't know. Uh, uh, some tough times, and Blitzen is partners with uh, Donner, uh, who's also on Santa's reindeer team. I, I don't want to like uh, Donner seems like a tertiary character. No offense, Donner. I uh, hope you're not listening anyway. Uh, but you know, concerned with the 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 the, uh, the flourishing in the health of uh, his partner uh, Blitzen, uh, then. Uh, there's a mysterious Reverend Molding in his sheep. Uh, Reverend Molding represents the plastic interests at the North Pole, uh, but seems to be willing to help uh, because what the, the backdrop is is the, the uh, underground or the resistance uh, is kind of put a kibosh on presence, and our team, the, the group of characters, is banded together. As uh, at first they went against a couple. Uh, uh, um, like a like a giant snow person and a giant uh, like wooden uh, something or other tree, I think. Uh, they were trying to take out all the toys in the North Pole, and I think they kind of they took out a lot, but not the plastic toys. I think I think that's what happened. Well, let's just say let's just agree to say that's what happened. Uh, but the wooden soldiers were also dispersed, and it seemed like they were going to. Uh, the Colossus house or to the reindeer, the sleigh storage and all our heroic uh, characters, uh, seem to be racing to cut off the wooden soldiers, uh, and save, uh, what I would assume is Christmas, uh, well, like, uh, what, what, what uh, kids care about the delivery of the toys. Uh, I don't know if there's, I think there has been a mention of the spirit of the season and, uh, they kind of stuff. And maybe that'll come up now because it's the last episode. Uh, there's also Jack Frost, who isn't the narrator, but uh, uh, like a distant voice, uh, disembodied, but it's Jack Frost who has the body, who kind of narrates every scene, like sets the place for every scene. Helps make the internal dialogue even more internal uh, or the interpersonal dialogue. And I think that's it. So right when we open, like there did have some stuff happen, which I'll fill you in on now. Uh, like Ginny and her team uh, decided they stopped it. They figured out that the um, uh, the wooden soldiers were headed not to the Colossus, but to take out all the sleighs. And like, and of course, Blitzen and Don are like, "What about our reindeer pals?" And what they did that we didn't, like, we don't need to cover is, like, uh, there was two ways to get to the reindeer. And they used, they had these catapults, uh, which were to throw snowballs, but they had put uh, melted plastic in there. And they caused a little cave-in, so one road was blocked. So all of the revolutionary elves uh, and the wooden soldiers have had to go through, like, a 
which is beautiful. I, I don't know if you can buy property here, uh, but there's a little downtown, very picturesque. It's for elves only. I mean, it's not exclusive to elves, uh, but it's designed for the elven co-workers uh, uh, in the North Pole. It's their elven town square. And it's 1950, so holy mackerel. You know, whoever would have, get your Saturday evening post and, uh, you know, send it to the North Pole and bring it back. You know, send Norman Rockwell up there uh, to do some drawings. Uh, maybe that's what happened. Uh, you know, so it has all these nice storefronts and uh, a giant town square, which is where uh, Ginny, Rolfine, Fiona, Donner Blitzen, uh, have decided to make uh like to to, to uh well, I don't know they're trying to uh, like block uh, uh the progress of the revolutionary elves and the uh I mean you're right I'm labeling these elves revolutionaries I really don't uh, uh but I didn't like to undergrow I don't know N- no label seems right uh I mean because there's so much more than anti-plastic elves uh and it's also confusing because they're not plastic elves. These are real living elves. Also, it can be, I could call them Christmas elves, uh, but that would be hard to distinguish between the elves that are uh, uh, part of the resistance. And you say, well, what are they resisting? Well, change, but I guess we all are. And so, so that may be confusing as well. But these aren't plastic elves. These are like, these are anti, like, uh, you know, can you see what I mean? Can you see my logic? Uh, uh, but that's where we are. We're in the north now. I don't. You might ask, where's Reverend Molding and Reverend Molding Sheep? Well, uh, Jack Frost, uh, take it away. Uh, thank you, Scooter, and thank you to uh, Soap Everywhere. Uh, soap uh, comes like snow in flakes. Uh, and welcome to another edition of uh, As the North Pole Turns. Uh, somewhere in the north, there's things happening, and they involve people talking about it to one another, and when they need to talk to themselves, they do it through me, Jack Frost. Welcome to another episode of As the North Pole Turns. Uh, Reverend Molding, you're here with your sheep, and you're trying to soothe them and prepare them. And will they follow you, Reverend Molding? I don't think there's any doubt they will. But will the other sheep uh, follow you, Reverend Molding? Uh, where, who's leading all the sheep, uh, and where are they all going? And in the end, Reverend Molding, will there be scornful looks or will be thanks, uh, or will the sheep even notice where they've been led? You know, Reverend Molding, I know you've always wondered, what if, what if you really, like, led sheep to a new reverend to lead them around, uh, what would happen then? But then you look at your sheep, uh, and as you calm them, it calms you, Reverend Molding. It does. Oh, yes, uh, here, let, let me, like, uh, make sure this uh, harness is on you, uh, Puffy Poo. Uh, don't worry, Blitzen has a plan, and it's going to be fine. And don't worry, I know this. these seem like things that uh, the G.I. Uh, soldier toys would have. Uh, but there's no pressure. These are just toys, uh... And yeah, these things do like watch when I press this button. That that is uh, like just like the Apollo One launching off your back, uh, but it's just a plastic uh, and foam, which is made from plastic. That's what's on those fins. And Ba is right. Yes, it is. Uh, Fifi, 
They really loved how that flew through the air. It was so nice, and it's nice being here. And my sheep, I'm, I don't. I know you're not worried. Maybe I'm worried, and I'm projecting it onto you. Uh, worried that the plan I had has changed, and I, I guess I saw the sheep headed one way, and the sheep headed another way, and. Maybe I thought I was bringing one kind of change here to the North Pole, and it ends up I'm bringing another one. And I, I don't know. I hope, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I like it here. And I want, like, just like you like to be all together, I like to be all together with uh, these people here. But I don't know if I'll be the one that they say, well, that was Reverend Molding's plan. I mean, I'm not an elf, and I'm not a claus, and I'm not a reindeer or a snow person. But, uh, you know, I had to change. I had to say, well, this was the change that I thought as a plastics consultant and a believer in the plastics industry. Uh, Farfel, can you come over here? Yes, Farfel, I did name you after that dog. Of course I did. Uh, but, uh, don't, there's no reason to worry, my little sheep. Uh, it's going to be fine. I'll care for you always. Uh, and, you know, no sheep will be, you know, unless, uh, and everyone here is nice. So if I end up, they say, Reverend Molding, you got to leave and head back to the world. You can come with me or you could stay here. But these, they, they seem like animal lovers here. What's that, Zekipu? Yes, I, yes, I, I did. I did not say bah, but I was that an affirmative bah that it's going to be okay. Oh, your buying is so calming. It's making me say that uh, I could go with. Uh, I can go, and I can, you know, I can do it. You're right. Thank you for inspiring me. And you're right. We'll trust a Blitzen's plan for now. And then we'll trust that everything's going to turn out the way it's uh, supposed to be turning out. Uh, isn't it fun wearing these toys? Do you want to? Does anybody want to fire a rocket at me, at me? Oh, actually, I, I have to press the buttons, and none of you can press the button. Well, what about a uh, 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 Scrapple? Come over here. You press your. Yep. Uh, oh, you launched a rocket, Scrapple. Great job. Uh, yeah. Well, that one got blown by the wind. Uh, no. It's, uh, it's just uh, stuck in uh, ho 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 hose uh, hose uh, uh, fur or whatever. I know I'm just nervous. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say you had fur. Ho 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 ho. Uh, well, you're the youngest. That's why I named you. Got you were uh, named when we we're at the North Pole. I could call you ho 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 poo. My little, uh, you know, you're, you're one of my favorite. You're the newest sheep in, in our flock. Well, you're all looking at me. And also, so also we're going to have to do, according to Blitzen, they're going to buy the time. And then we're going to come in and Blitzen's going to put on a show. And then, you know, they'll, they'll see the sheep uh, and they'll say it's the GI sheep. And uh, they'll ask the uh, the everyone to stand down and to give up the quest. Uh, and that should buy enough time for everything. And I know you're all looking at me with your doe, your doe-like eyes, but does really have sheep-like eyes in my book. And 
Yeah, maybe you're seeing that rusty truck that I had as a boy that I'll never forget. Uh, it seems to have carried me on to this quest all the way here to the North Pole, all the way through all those uh, chemical, you know, I had those jobs and those like uh, learning about ionic bonds and covalent bonds and uh, you know, other kind, you know, the, all those circles, those are the construction of atoms and all those other things uh, that I seem to have forgotten right now as I look into all your eyes and look back in time at that rusty truck that just wouldn't move. And mother saying, well, why did you leave your only toy outside? And I said, well, why would they make a toy from something that rusts, mother? Little boys leave their trucks outside sometimes. Sometimes we forget, uh, and mother said it would teach me a lesson, and she was right, uh, and, you know, we tried those paints, and they kind of worked, uh, but it wasn't fair, and especially when I tried to move that construction arm, and it just broke off, uh, I mean, what kind of, uh, uh, construction equipment, how do you have a backhoe without a backhoe? And who would, you know, I, I thought the truck, when you remember the day, I got it. I've told you about it every night almost. Uh, and I said, I'm going to dig it myself and my family a swimming pool, mother. And she said, just remember to bring your toy in. And I did, but then I found how easy it was to dig in the rain. But then that time it was a little chilly and I just wanted to go in and get warmed up and I left the truck out there. Oh, well. That's why we're here, my sheep, uh, so that never happens again. I mean, except in isolated cases, you know, where there's still, you know, those toys, we won't be able to, it'll take a little time uh, to rid the world of uh, uh, toys. But, uh, you know, plastics is going to fix all that. In our new plan, it'll make it even better uh, because there'll be some, like a third, you know, but we're going to be fine, sheep. Uh, so let's get ready to get going and we'll go on Blitz and Signal. Oh, Donner. Oh, Blitzen. This isn't Commodore Cupid talking. This is Jack Frost uh, talking in your ears. Uh, and Blitzen, you're in charge of all of this now. You've taken the lead. You've taken the reins uh, of this distraction. But you seem distracted, Blitzen, or something more than distracted. Like your distraction grew and grew, and when you talked to Donner about it, it became something more, something much more solid, uh, Blitzen. Uh, so what's uh, going to happen? And can you manage uh, this uh, distraction? We're going to find out, aren't we, Blitzen? Okay, Blitzen, so, go, so let me run through it again. I love your plan, by the way. So, I'm going to be, oh, not, no, no, I didn't mean the plan for today. I think I'm ready for that. I just have to stand here and, because uh, they're coming across the town square now and just invite them over to the the cocoa bar uh, where we'll, uh, you're going to do, who's going to do all the talking? Oh, Jenny will. We're just, uh, I'm just here to, but I was talking about your other plan. Well, you say it's a dream. It sounds more like a plan to me. Like I'll be behind the scenes of this place. Uh, 
like I'll be doing accounting. I, I, that sounds exciting. I've always loved things like that. And will I be doing ordering and logistics? You know, I'd like to try, to like to try my who's at uh, Blitzen is uh, negotiating, like, uh, you know, cocoa discounts and marshmallow discounts. Uh, uh, are you going to have, uh, how many different kinds of peppermint cocoa are you going to have, buddy? Well, I've been thinking a lot about it. Thank uh Listen, we we got to focus, so Donner. Uh we got to focus on making this uh w- w- like uh here here comes some of you see they've already sent some of the uh these are some of the they're at yourselves just like, hey, come on in. This is welcome to Blitzen's place. Uh yeah, good to see you. Uh yeah, we have some revolutionary new hot cocos, if you don't mind me saying uh well, this is just a pretend Blitzen's place we set up here in the town square. What are our, our mugs are made from ceramics. Yeah, we're going to put on a little demonstration for all of you. And, you know, we can't stop all of you and the wooden soldiers. Uh, we just wanted to say, well, if this is what's going to happen, if uh, you're going to, uh, whatever, you're going to take out the sleighs, you like, uh, we want to make sure our uh, all our other reindeer are okay. Uh, so we are buying time, and they're going to leave. Uh, you've, uh, you, you, oh, you know about the backup sleighs that Santa had. Well, these are the main sleighs here. So why don't you have a cup of cocoa before, uh, you know, that's uh, like we can't keep you from doing what you want to do. We're just here to uh, uh, serve cocoa, and we have a little show for you. And, you know, we thought we'd have a little, we'd make the most of it, uh, but this is also a prototype. I'm thinking about having my own place. It would be called Blitzen's, uh, uh, or Blitzen's Cocoa Bar, or Blitzen's Hot Cocoa, and smiles are free. Yeah, see, I got y'all. Yeah, come on in. Hi, hi, hi. No, no, no. We, we, we're not. Uh, there's no, there's no sleeping things in the tea, the uh, cocoa or the tea. No, I mean, no. I'm not saying that ironically either. Uh, really isn't. Uh, I wish I would have thought of that, uh, because we would have done that if I would have thought of it. But so I just thought of it now. Too, not not time enough. I did grind up some candy cane though, into candy cane dust, uh, and you could sprinkle that in there. We'll give it a no. And this is uh, essential oil of peppermint. So we we go easy on that. I can, you know I'm gonna be the I'm gonna get behind here. Yeah, we have a DIY. This is a DIY cocoa bar, but I can also make you this. Oh, what is this machine? It's a milk frother. No, no, it really is. That's really what it's called. Uh, uh, well, it's it's uh, from Europe. Uh, a long time ago, uh, we were on a trip to Europe, and uh, I saw this. It froths the milk. Uh, no, it's just really. It's just you just. It's kind of like a fancy spoon with uh, like a between a whisk and a spoon exactly. Now, let me ask you a question while you're here. Are you, are you like, are we buying time? Uh, yeah, till the show starts. Uh, uh, Fiona and Rolfine are going to be doing a show in a few minutes uh, to keep you entertained. And so you can rest uh, before, you know, if you're going to put it close to Christmas. Uh, you know, we still have some sleigh craftspeople. It would just be this Christmas. Uh, oh, all the sleigh Oh, that was a trade. Even the apprentice uh, sleigh makers have joined your cause. Uh, another reason to uh, let, let me froth your coffee. Yeah, oh, yeah, so it's like a spoon and a whisk. Did I tell you that? Uh, yeah, look at this. See how the frothy that milk gets. Uh, 
Oh, no, it affects taste and mouthfeel. And look, look at us. I pour it in. Uh, but what I was saying is, would you uh, come to a place like this? We could have, we may have music. Uh, tonight we'll have uh, a little performance, a test performance. This is their first show, and they just designed it in the last eight minutes. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, uh, sit in the snow. I made snow chairs out of the snow. I'm sorry I don't have real chairs, but uh, we did our best. Also, I have hooves, so it wasn't easy. Uh, but I would love to serve you in the future. Uh, no, 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 not serve your cause. I, I guess I'm uh, I'm a little torn myself about the whole thing. Uh, well, be honest. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, I don't like the idea of you putting a stop to, to the delivery presence if that's what you're trying to really do uh, until they go back, until Santa changes his mind and it consults with... Uh, um, I guess I'm not even clear. So you just don't want plastics or you don't want Christmas. But, but anyway, I, I'm torn because I love uh, serving cocoa. And Donner here was going to be behind the scenes. Uh, we were going to open our own place. Uh, so I may be off the board anyway. It would go, you know, Rudolph, uh, Common and Cupid. Uh, listen, Rudolph, Red Rose Reindeer. You know, Dasher and Dan- Oh, Dasher and Dancer. Common and Cupid. Uh, uh, you know, you know, there's a, a flash. Uh, that's that one with the flat, like the lightning bolts, and uh, uh, Spotty McGee, uh, Edgar, uh, Louisa. Those are all. Uh, those are the top four uh, out of the academy. Uh, so, you know, and there is a retirement age. Uh, no, people couldn't take, uh, they, uh, there are reindeer that do take on names of retirees. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm just glad you're here. Welcome to Blitzen's. Uh, make yourself at home. Make yourself at home indeed, Blitzen. Here's Rolfine and Fiona. Uh, can you hear me, Rolfine and Fiona? Can you hear me asking you a question? Can you hear me wondering, Rolfine and Fiona? Are you round pegs uh, trying to fit into a square dance or uh, square dancers on a round stage? I don't know, because when I see the two of you, I feel like I just see two lovers uh, dancing in the right place at the right time. Is that what it is, uh, Rolfine and Fiona? Is uh, everything coming together just fine? Uh, Or is it time to swing your partner round and round and round? Yeah, no, that's what you say. You say swing your partner round and round. Well, the idea would be we would say, yeah, no, we would say, uh, we'll just get all the elves dancing. And then you say bow to your partner left and right. Uh, These are all the only thing you can make it up, Rolfine. You're creative. Uh, think about all the drills you do with the reindeer. I don't know why you never introduced square dancing or any dance. I did suggest uh, uh, I heard that ballet that some football players in the down south were doing ballet. Well, I know you don't think you can do it, but I know you can do it. Uh, I believe in you, Rolfine. And uh, you think about it like a competition because... Uh, we really do. Okay, everybody. Thanks. Oh, they're, they're already. You're going to do great. Uh, hi, my name's Rolf. Uh, my, sorry. I'm Fiona. 
Uh, this is uh, Rolfine. And uh, Rolfine, you, yeah, of course you all know us. Uh, oh, we are the North Pole's favorite couple. I don't think that's true, but maybe are the unofficially the fav- unofficially the favorite couple. Great, thank you. Well, thanks for stopping before you uh, like uh, get rid of all those sleighs or whatever. And thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. We have had something that's been remiss at the North Pole, which is uh, square dancing, and it's a form of dance that I'm just becoming familiar with. And as soon as I did, I fell in love with it. And it, it like a lot of, uh, I, I know, like, uh, you may have seen me on the news. That's why you're all, kind of, I see a sparkle in your eye, even though revolution's in the air. Uh, I guess appearing on the nightly news uh, really gives me an advantage. Uh, don't be starstruck. I want you all to be the stars of your own square dance. Rolfine, I forget that being on TV gives me authority. Uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to introduce you to this new dance. Now, it, it's the first time in a normal we, we would try to get dressed up for it. Uh, and it's a kind of dance uh, that uh, they say this is going to be the future. The Americans, they say this is going to be the future of physical education for children in America. They're going to introduce it as part of their physical education program for ele- elementary schools. Uh, but it's also something people do for fun. Uh, so here's what here's the things you, you everybody break into pairs and just do it in, like uh, or you could try like uh okay wow you're really good at that uh i guess because you're in like uh you're part of the resistance maybe you do you already buddy up oh that's why perfect uh if only i'd had like a trick on my sleeve we could have used that in the cocoa to put you to sleep and then figure out who's buddied up with one another but we didn't do that well, we're just buying time. So then you're going to bow to your partner. Now, if you put your one hand on your stomach and one hand on the small of your back, it adds, doesn't that make it fun? Everybody's laughing. Uh, now you're going to interjoin your arms, just like Rolfine and I am doing. And then you're just going to follow Rolfine's lead. Uh, go ahead, Rolfine. Okay, everybody, welcome to the uh, first North Pole uh, hoedown. A square dance. It may be called a hoedown, but I'm not sure. And I'm going to take on here a little country. My name's Rolfine. So glad to have you here. Now, body partner left to right. Now swing your partner around and round. And keep swinging until you giggle. Uh, very good. Usually I do it in a sing-songy voice, but um, this is my first uh, hoedown. Thank you, everybody. Uh, now switch partners to the left, uh, other left, uh, there, uh, uh, spackle, little oh boy. Now bow to your partner on the other side. Oh, what, what do we do next? Uh, okay, swing your partner round and round. Okay, uh, now put your left foot in and, uh, put your left foot out. And, uh, okay, and now shake your, shake the hand of the person across from you. And uh, if anybody wants uh, to take square lessons, uh, Fiona and I are going to be giving them in the new year. And we'll have an actual official first uh, square dance. Uh, thank you for participating. And it looks like there's, what, what are those uh, behind all your wooden soldiers there? They've just been standing silent waiting for us to, uh, uh, those are sheep, uh, 
They seem to be weaponized to sheep. Uh, oh, no. Uh, is that the new North Pole Plastics Defense Force? Uh, it, it seems like they're there to stop you. It looks like they have, like, uh, uh, some sort of harnesses on there. I hope, uh, uh, Reverend Molding, what are you, uh, Reverend Molding's way back there, though. I don't know. I guess, uh, I'm going to have to, uh, I guess wait till the sheep get here. Do, do you want to all give up your mission of getting rid of Santa's sleighs? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should hold for a minute. Maybe you should hold for a minute, uh, Rolfine and Fiona. And what is that coming across the town square? The wooden soldiers behind uh, the sheep is Reverend Molding, but in front of all of them is standing under that tree, Ginny. Uh, seems like you had everything figured out. Uh, you already know what's going to happen, don't you, Ginny? Or has your brain not uh, realized it yet? I think the part of the brain I'm talking to has, uh, and you'll realize it soon as he walks towards you, uh, your long-lost love, and the bond between the two of you is strong, uh, that, uh, not as strong as his will, as his uh, stubborn ideals, as you told him once, uh, Jenny. Uh, he would never change, and you knew he was driven uh, to an act of change. Uh, so how are you going to handle the change that's coming, Jenny? Uh, hey, are you coming to give up? Because we have all those sheep there, and... Uh, Reverend Molding has them, uh, pretty well trained. I don't know if you heard that's a crack squad of sheep. Uh, and I don't see a reason to ruin the wooden soldiers. Uh, so is that why you're here or is there another reason why you're here? Or are you just going to look at me silently because you're not here to give up? Uh, you're here to hug me and to say uh, you're sorry, barely audible. Well, uh, I guess I could say I forgive you, and I guess I could say I'm sorry, too. But maybe we should talk about that another time. And I've accepted that things changed between us, and our paths went a different way. And I'm sorry about all this change at the North Pole. The change, what do you mean the change isn't finished? Uh, I mean, why would you just uh, get rid of uh, the slaves, uh, have I noticed anything with uh, uh, Ed Donner and Blitzen? Yeah, I think they've had enough of delivering presents. Uh, but there's younger reindeer, Wolfine and Fiona. Well, they want to change too. I mean, their relationship is strong, and uh, they're flourishing with one another. And uh, sometimes when people flourish, they change in ex unexpected ways, and that seems to be what's happening. So, yeah, maybe their roles will change. But there's other people who want to report the news and, and train reindeer. So what do I want to do? Uh, I don't know that I want to talk about it right now, to be honest. Uh, go visit Blitzen if Blitzen starts a cafe or whatever Blitzen's calling it. Uh, maybe go square dancing. I just want things to work out. And I didn't know why. Wait a second. You really, you really are, we're, we're not buying time. You are, aren't you? 
Okay, so I've been the one that's been uh, fooled. Uh, the change was bigger than I thought. Uh, oh, man, how did I not figure this out? Uh, so what's going to happen? Like, Santa's going to stop delivering presents, isn't it? Uh, and then the reindeer won't have to deliver presents, and the elves won't have to make presents out of plastic or wood or metal. So the bespoke revolution, the handmade revolution, elves will still be able to make toys, and uh, Santa will still be delivering toys. Uh, well, who's going to give the children toys of the world? Uh, it's not sustainable. Giving away toys, uh, I know, I, I know that, I'm a, I'm a grown elf, uh, you don't have to explain it to me. I mean, I guess I was in denial, I mean, I realized this was going to happen, part of me, but then part of me said, no, no, no. Uh, the traditional role, well, I know it hasn't been traditional since the beginning of time, uh, but it's not like we're Valentine's Day, you know what I mean? I didn't think that... Uh, so Santa's going to be a figurehead. Uh, well, I, I mean, I also knew that. Uh, and was Reverend Molding behind this? Uh, was that the whole idea of transferring so that was real? Oh, so by uh, starting the transition to plastics, you realize that, uh, yeah. So now everyone at the North Pole is going to be able to... Uh, do it because they love it. Uh, oh, like, okay, this is making more and more sense. Uh, so you weren't anti-anything, really. You weren't anti-plastics. You're not anti-Christmas. Uh, uh, you're for uh, the holiday spirit. Uh, wait, one day uh, the elves will be able to share their... So there'll be more handmade toys. Uh, and then what'll happen with the toys? Oh, all the elves will go to, oh, craft fairs. Uh, so they'll go and sell them. Oh, through a third-party human intermediary. Okay. And we could sell them to one another. So no more mass-produced toys. I didn't, you know, I didn't like that anyway. These giant toy factories and... I mean, we did watch that Charlie Chaplin movie over and over again, and that did seem like it was starting to get like that. And I understand that you thought the plastics were going to be one more step further in that direction. Uh, but I guess I was always thinking of the Christmas magic, the holiday magic, the North Pole magic in the wrong way. Because uh, I guess, yeah, they say that the North Pole magic is right there in your heart, uh, but then I thought it could fix everything, but I was seeing it in an all-or-nothing way. Like, uh, all of the toys have to be delivered uh, to all of the children of the world. Uh, and switching to plastics is going to enable us to do that. So that was the original plan. This wasn't a smokescreen. That's just what I really want to know, and I want the honest answer. So we were going to switch to plastics, and... Well, I know Santa Claus is get burned out. That's why we change it. Uh, but we got to keep that. Yeah, I, I would love for one day to be there to be Roberta Claus. Believe me. Well, that scientist, uh, uh, that's an interesting idea.
I don't know if the world's ready for a Roberta Claus versus a Santa Claus. Uh, but I do believe that I uh, even how I feel about you has changed. Uh, and I thank you for sticking to your beliefs. I mean, I think we should remain uh, friends or whatever we want to call this between us. Uh, but, uh, oh, Reverend Molding's bringing the sheep into the square dance now. So everybody's, uh, the word's leaking out. Uh, it dawned on a lot of people, you're right. Uh, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me sooner. I felt like there was a voice in my head telling me that I already realized it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that that could be, but, uh, like, uh, do you want to square dance? You could bow to me. As my, you're my partner. Well, let's swing each other round and round, uh, and, uh, and turn round and round and round and round and round and round and round they go. It's just like the North Pole turns round and round. Jack Frost here, uh, saying, uh, good night to the holiday season here at the North Pole, uh, to Reverend Molding and Reverend Molding's sheep. I don't know if they'll be accepted at the North Pole, uh, to Fiona, uh, to Rolfine, to Donner, to Blitzen, uh, to Ginny, and, uh, to everyone at the North Pole. It sounds like it changes if it was, this was the 1950s and, uh, Jack Frost is speaking to you in the, uh, at twenty, at twenty teens, late twenty teens, and if you've always wondered, uh, those of you that are listening now, why Santa doesn't bring all of your presents, uh, why some of them you see in the stores, children, and you say, how come some of my toys seem like they could have been made by elves, but other ones you could just buy at Target? Now you have your answer. Things change and. Uh, distribution production methods uh, change and the North Pole changed and said, hey, maybe this isn't for us, this mass production. Uh, it's strange that it was uh, anti-consumerism that uh, triggered the consumerism of Christmas in some sense, but uh, the irony is not lost on Jack Frost. Uh, it keeps me warm. Uh, there's some irony for you. Uh, but that's uh, why nowadays you get your presents, uh, kids. Uh, Santa brings them still, but you get access to all the great presents of all the great mega, you know. You say, which one of these three companies uh, that produces every, almost every, like, uh, which, uh, this company makes uh, uh, food and uh, uh, toys? Uh, how do they do it? Uh, and how do I contain my joy? You know, saying I'd love to have a wooden choo-choo train, but I'd also like this electronic doohickey and this doodad. And that doll that I can assemble myself with Arduinos. Uh, I don't even know what the heck that means, as uh, Jack Frost. Uh, but that's how that all happened. One year in 1950, Everybody decided that one change wasn't enough, uh, that maybe it would be a two-change. Uh, and they said, hey, let's see how this goes. Let's keep crafting toys, elves. Uh, let's craft it for the love of making toys and not for the love of uh, making toy. you know, producing toys, I guess. That's what the decision came down to. 
and it seems like it worked out pretty wor- it worked out uh worked out for me Jack Frost cuz he gave me a job to visit your ears this year and i hope wherever you are if you're listening uh, Jack Frost, uh, it will be uh, gently blowing at your nose instead of nipping at it and saying to you and yours, however you celebrate or whether you just uh, take a warm bath and say, I don't like, uh, whether you say, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Kwanzaa, Yo Ho Ho, or uh, Bah Humbug, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year. You know, all those other things. It really comes down to uh, uh, having hope for 2018 uh, that we can be the change we want to see, that we can start with kindness to ourselves and the ones closest around us. And uh, the dignity and respect that seem to go on at the North Pole in the midst of all that change, maybe we could have some of that. And, uh, uh, you know, Jack Frost and everybody at Sleep With Me loves you very much. Uh, so happy holidays.